Hello, welcome back to the Becoming Fully Human podcast. Today, I am sharing with you an audio that I recorded for Substack. Substack is my paid membership portal where I release two audio recordings per week, usually 20 to 30 minutes. I share a lot more personal stuff um, behind the paywall. And this podcast today is the second half of the release that I'm putting out on Substack today. The first half is personal life updates, what's been going on with me. And then the second half is what I'll be releasing to you today is the two main things that I've learned from my years having a podcast. And I thought it would be only appropriate to share it here as well since the Becoming Fully Human podcast is really the birthplace of me coming into the audio world, the the realm of recording, of sharing my voice more than in the written word. And yeah, my experience has, it's been a 180 really in so many ways since I started the podcast. As you'll hear in today's episode, I share way back in the day when I would basically write out the entire podcast and read it. And I've come (laughs) quite a ways away now where I will, on Substack, I'll essentially have the topic written out and I'll just free flow talk. And yeah, I've really... I've really learned through my Substack how to do that through practice and as a reflection of really stepping into my own as a human being and finding my authentic voice. So we'll get into all that in today's podcast. If you do want to join my Substack, you can find it over at camillejulia.substack.com. I'll add a link to that in today's show notes. And yeah, thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoy. Bye for now. Yeah, what I wanted to talk about today was actually things that I've learned um, since launching a podcast. I'm actually not even sure when I launched the Becoming Fully Human podcast. I think I think it might have been in 2019. I'm pretty sure it was in, at the end of 2019 or maybe the beginning of 2020. Um, I had just gotten back to Australia for the second time and it really felt like this time to step out from behind the written word and into the world of audio and yeah taking it back like I was not comfortable behind a mic I I was really quite nervous it's it's hard to ever know why I was nervous I mean these are things I'm going to talk about today the things that I've learned two main things actually that I've learned from from stepping into this new sphere and how they can so deeply help us as human beings in our day-to-day life and but yeah analyzing why I was nervous I think probably relates to the the two main things that are going to come out of this audio today and the first one being obviously practice like it was new to me I I was unfamiliar behind a mic and And of course, the idea that like people can listen to this, like people will listen to this and they can listen to it forever, essentially, like sure, I can remove the content from the internet, although they say you can never really remove anything from the internet, apparently. But you know, you, you hear about this in, in the news all the time that, you know, this newscaster loses her job because she made a comment 10 years ago on her, you know, whatever her vlog and or and in some in some ways it's more controversial things you know the photo of someone who did blackface comes up and so their their integrity in in 
20 years later is being questioned and you see it with tweets my god someone gets ceo position of a company and then they find a tweet that they made you know a joke they made on a tweet 15 years prior and they lose their they lose their contract so there is this cultural thing going on where you are kept accountable to your voice throughout your whole life to your actions to your to how you showed up throughout your whole life and I don't think that consciously that ever stressed me out, particularly because the field I'm in requires me to consistently out myself. Like I am evolving and growing and that is part of the work that I preach, that I embody, that is so important to me. I know myself back in the day, my god, I was a partier, I was drinking, I was doing drugs, I was blacking out, I was, you know, I was doing all the things that are I would say 180 of the person that I am today in many ways and no part of me wants to hide that like that it was a part of my journey it's a part of the resistance and experiences that I need to have to understand what was important to me what my values were we grow as people so it's not that that was a a conscious driver of my fear when it came to stepping into the audio but definitely there is something daunting about the idea that This is going to live forever and so you want to say it right. Even even just in the short term of like people are going to listen to this and my voice is is a representation of who I am. You know, the, the spoken word is so powerful. It's the expression of our thoughts and so it, we're being judged. We're being judged on the things that we share, on the things that we say and So stepping into this space of speaking, it made me really realize how much more curated the written word can be, how much more I could hide behind the written word. And I didn't do that so much. I mean, I I incarnated into this life with a capacity to write pretty well, to communicate my thoughts pretty well in a way that I rarely read shit over for better or worse, like you'll find typos most likely. And yes, somehow that never really bothered me. I just, it was this channel for me to express myself. But I do acknowledge that I had an opportunity to look things over if I wanted to, to think, "Mm, is that really the best way to say that? And in audio, it's, it's not the same. I mean, it's one step closer to just living in real life and speaking to someone and and risking saying the wrong thing and triggering people and getting canceled and although really that that doesn't consciously scare me I think subconsciously the idea of being rejected from the tribe lives in everyone so so yeah it was it was new for me and and not having practice I think is one of the biggest things that like shines a light on all this like craziness that comes with sharing your voice and your thoughts and your inner world with the world that it was unfamiliar for me writing I've written I've been like a passionate writer since grade two I remember as soon as we would start writing like in our journals and we would write short stories and like short stories being like two paragraphs I remember in school I would write like eight pages and I would staple them all together and bring them into the teacher um as this like long train like a train of paper and I just I had so much pride about my 
my love for storytelling from a very young age. I'm not sure what grade that was that I did the stapling, but it was so vivid. I, I just felt so proud that I could tell a story and I would love to have that story to this day. But, you know, my love for writing has existed for a long time. I took creative writing courses even in high school. I took writer's craft. My electives were always English and writing based. And in university as well, I took the art of writing. Like I took a bunch of creative um, creative writing courses. And so I felt familiar. You know, I, I majored in politics. I wrote a lot of really long essays. Some of my essays had to be 40 pages. Um, I feel comfortable basically in that realm. And the realm of audio, not so much, like quite the opposite. I remember, I think I've told a story before when I left Vipassana the first time in Australia in, must have been like 2016. I was one of the couple students chosen to be on the local radio show. This is the radio show in the Blue Mountains of Australia, a tiny little town. And I was so nervous. Like I was shaking I was so nervous it was this tiny little booth with like a hippie dude running the show and it was three of us and I remember facing my voice kind of for the first time you know in this public air quotes realm and I remember being so nervous and so the more I practiced well actually I'll take a step back when I first started my Becoming Fully Human podcast I would write out a lot of what I had to say I would I would do a lot of Q&As. There were many solo episodes and I would write the question and I would write, my intention was to write bullet points, but really it turned into like writing out the podcast almost. I would write my thoughts, which of course, like they were my thoughts. So really I was still sharing my words, my thoughts, my answers, but I felt like a fraud in many ways because I was reading out my answers. And I mean, a lot of people do this news broadcasters read um a lot of people they have scripts like there's a lot of people that script what they share but for me I felt this the sense of failure I guess because I was like I'm answering these questions myself why do I need to like coach myself through them and what I've come to realize is yeah it's the perfect marriage between practice And the second part is authenticity. My voice has always been relatively authentic. I would say actually it was perfectly authentic to where I was at consciously at the time. And I know that back in the day, I I felt more pressure to like prove my stance or justify how I felt or back up you know, the, the statements that I made with proof or with, um, God forbid, science, you know, like I, I had a really hard time just sharing my truth and that being enough. And I think we see so much of that today still and always and, you know, throughout history is this, this inability to just have our own beliefs and not have to be like, you know, because Kelly Brogan said so, or because I read it in a book, or because 
I read this peer-reviewed, you know, study that said this. We, or, you know, or I studied at McGill University and I majored in this. It's like we have this, this resistance to just knowing. Yeah. And that has taken me a really long time to come back into my body to the point where I trust my experience so viscerally and I also trust my ability to call myself out on my own bullshit you know that's part of it where I no longer feel the need to explain myself or justify how I feel what my experience has been what I've learned you can see the the growth of this on my website too you know my first articles I would always have the citations list at the bottom. I would have the dive deeper section, which in part I think is still useful because I am not an oracle. I do not have all the answers and nor do I think anyone should read something I've written or said and just stop there, right? We stand on shoulders of giants and that means that we learn from those who came before us and who those people who came before them and it is nice to go back up the chain, you know, where People have different lenses on things. Maybe they were a clearer channel. When I talk about femininity and masculinity, there is like a whole world of people and experiences, some other people's experience, many of which my own. I think that's really the crux of authenticity in our voice is really speaking from experience, not being like, well, you know, you, you have to do this or you should you should do that. But it's like, do you do that? What has that brought into your life? How has that habit or, you know, whatever modality, how has that shaped you as opposed to just speaking to things we haven't actually experienced is really embodying our truth and sharing from that place, not the third party but pointing to the people that have helped us see ourselves more clearly. You know, that's at the core of mirror work is that we actually can't see ourselves that well. Just think of this, like how could you list out the problems of pretty much everyone in your life? Like your parents, your partner, um, we see your friends, we see everyone else's biggest struggles. We typically see their shortcomings. But it's very hard to see our own because we protect ourselves. Like our ego is structured in such a way that we don't like to see what we can't do well. And a lot of our shortcomings, they're not just bad things that we do. They're protection mechanisms. And so what we're protecting are wounds that our psyche actually thinks are too scary to go through again. So we we reach for food or we reach, we reach for alcohol or we exercise too much to try and protect these wounds. And so... We, it's very hard for us to actually examine the relationship we have to things and to really examine how we show up for the people around us without the mirror of another. And that mirror can be through relationships, by working one-on-one with someone, by being in circles with men or women, and just by learning through other people's experiences. It really helps soften you know, our own, where we can see someone else expand us. Oh, that person used to do that. And this is how they overcame it. Oh, well, maybe I can overcome my shit. And that's great. But back to, you know, this, what I've learned from the podcast is, yeah, it's this, as soon as we stop speaking in first person, you know, 
through our lens and experience and we start speaking to things we actually don't know much about, as soon as you feel the need to defend how you feel about something with science, with, and it, it's it's subtle, right? Because you can say, well, okay, let's stick to feminine femininity and masculinity. So many teachers that I've learned from, David Data being a big one, it's, it's, it's one thing to be like, you know, this is my experience. And when people want to learn more, well, you can share more of your experience. And you can say, I also learned a lot from David Data. But it's very different when we operate from a defensive place of having to be like, this is my experience. And my experience is valid only because somebody else spoke about it or because a study proved it or because, you know, whatever. The ease that I feel now behind the mic is born out of those two things. One, practice. It just gets more familiar and easy when we practice. But two, finding your voice. And that is part of the practice and it's part of the troubleshooting of of the human experience. You know, how we show up in the world with all our masks, the the tough guy mask, the smart, you know, the smart person mask, the the wise, all these, all these ways in which we want to be perceived actually keep us asleep to the person that we are. And the person that we are is so capable of speaking with confidence about his or her experience because N equals one, like you and your life's experiences and your challenges and the things you're overcoming, the things you've overcome, it's your like that's your sacred gift and that is what your voice is that is what you come to share and my god look at the world of podcasts i mean there is a podcast about everything there's a website about everything there's an audience for you to be yourself and and there's an audience for that like there is an audience for you showing up authentically in the world as you are whole capable and worthy and so much of the fear and stress that comes from immortalizing your voice on an audio on on a video or through even a written word so much of that stress I would say you know paired with practice I would say all the stress goes away because you're no longer performing like you're just being yourself and that anxiety that we have you know immortalizing ourselves through these different creative portals exists also in day-to-day life when we show up in the world with a mask on a desire to be perceived as smarter than we think we are or as more beautiful than we think we are there's there's ways to to hide things the shame and the the wounds and all the things that we put away into the shadow when we know there's a gap between who we are know ourselves to be our soul knowing our true essence and how we show up in the world that's where anxiety lives we that's where um imposter syndrome lives you know we're like well all these people are looking up to me but really i know that i actually have to go memorize um studies to like to to validate who the things that i believe and who i i present myself to be it's like you don't need a piece of paper to make your thoughts worthy you don't need a study you don't need an expert all you need is to unwind the beliefs that you have and my god okay this isn't 
the easiest thing to do. It's not like you can just snap your fingers and unwind these things. But again, this is our our work as human beings is examining how we show up inauthentically in the world. As a direct reflection of the protection mechanisms that we pick up along the way. And that work liberates you on the mic, it liberates you on video, it liberates you writing, and it liberates you showing up in the world. You can actually be yourself. It's kind of like if you if you wear a corset, you know, to hold in your belly every single day, people perceive you that way, right? Flat whatever, thin waist, that's how you're perceived. But if you have to put on that act day in and day out, you create an enormous gap between you and the world around you. The kind of gap that is rooted in a desire to be loved, that's the, the, the reason we perform. Like we want to feel safe, we want to feel loved, we want to love. It really kind of all boils down to the same thing and the expression of stepping out of integrity kind of spits out this matrix of different ways in which people try to feel loved and safe. The problem is, until you learn to show up in complete integrity, nothing you do or say behind the mask of an illusion will ever yield your goal because, I mean, think of it that that analogy with the corset. Okay, people think you have a super flat stomach and uh, that hourglass shape, you know, that's currently in. Um, but you know that that's not the real you. And so every time somebody validates you for being something that you know yourself not to truly be, it does the opposite effect. It reinforces low self-worth. And, and same goes for like, you know, piggybacking your beliefs or your arguments on the work of other people. Like, I will, you know, fasting is so great because it creates autophagy. Like, what do you know about autophagy? You know, like how many things in the realm of health and wellness do we spit out that it things that this does that like ashwagandha reduces anxiety. Like, how do you know that? And it's not to say that it's not there's not truth to it. And it's not to say that there isn't a value to science. But until we speak from our own experience, everything is just kind of this like it's like the the telephone game where from person to person the truth just morphs a little bit you know it changes a little bit to the point of course of it being so far from the truth that we just are throwing solutions at problems and seeing if they stick and that's a pretty big problem in of itself but the bigger problem being that like who are you what do you believe what are your wants and needs what are your deepest desires? What life do you want to build for yourself? What is your authentic voice? That's the most important thing because it liberates you. So yeah, I think that's it for today. The invitation, you know, being twofold. One, practice. If you're unfamiliar doing something, it's kind of like you've seen Jamie, I think it's Jamie Oliver, goes into primary schools and shows kids all these um, 
vegetables and fruits like foreign ones that most kids don't know about there's the eggplant and kids just scan it with like you know wide eyes and disgust on their face and they're like what is that and they don't know the names of most of these like you know less common foods but they can name all the fast food logos and a big like truth to that is like do kids crave the junk food or do they just reach for what is familiar and so the more connected you become through practice to anything that you want to do be it speak on a microphone have a podcast speak in front of crowds you know whatever it is there is a degree of practice needed there's no doubt about it you learn about yourself you practice you feel more comfortable and then you feel comfortable enough that it kind of becomes second nature now when I record it's it's pretty cool and really I've seen the biggest shift since I've I've stepped onto Substack and I start recording, um, releasing these audios twice a week. It's become second nature. I literally, I have a list in my phone of topics when something comes up, you know, in my day and I'm like, oh, that would be a good topic. And I write the topic down and then I plug in the mic and I start talking. And it wasn't always like that. Practice and finding your authentic voice by really getting to know yourself and loving yourself enough to value your authentic voice and its place in the world. That's it for today. I hope you have a beautiful day. Bye for now.